I'm back, I'm back, I'm back again. Welcome to this episode. I'm so excited that you guys have decided to come listen again. As you guys know, today we are going to be talking about... Does anyone want to take a guess? Like, what's the next book of the Bible? So with 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, and the book of Chronicles. Just to give you guys a little background before I read, I think this book of the Bible is something that everybody should go back and read and dive deeper into because I think it's just so powerful and we see how the people of Israel are just interesting people and I'm pretty sure if you read more about them, it would remind us of ourselves. <laughs> Sometimes it reminds me of me and just how patient God is to us, even though we shouldn't be doing some certain things, you know. So the book of Judges was pretty much referring to how God raised up different people to be a judge of Israel, right? And ends with a guy named Samson. The guy that fell for a lady <laughs> and because of that like he messed up what god had in store for him but again towards the end we see how god restored him and god gave him so much strength that he killed the most people at that time to fight for the city of israel god is so faithful so the book of samuel gives us a picture of how samuel at that time was a leader and because he was growing old the people of israel were like we want a king we want a king just like the other people and they said it so much that samuel went to god to pray about it and guess what god said god told samuel that if that's what they want give it to them but inform them of what comes with having a king for example the king will take the best things the king will have slaves for himself like all of those and these people did not even like move an inch and say no we don't want a king i'm going to read what they said in first summer chapter 8 verse 19 to 20 in cev translation it says the people would not listen to samuel no they said We want to be like other nations. We want a king to rule us and lead us in battle. Samuel listened to them and then told the Lord exactly what they had said. Do what they want, the Lord answered. Give them a king. Do you guys see this? But do you know that right at that time, like the person that they rejected was God. All through that time, what they had was leaders and God was their king. But because of what was going on, see, they got influenced by their surroundings. They got adapted so much that they rejected the kingship of the Lord. And despite knowing the consequences of what came with having a king, they didn't even mind it. Like, they were like, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I know what I want. Does that remind us of the rebellions that we have done to our parents as teenagers where our mom would tell us, don't go here, don't do this. And we'll be like, I don't care what happens. Like, I'm going to do this. And then we end up having consequences. And sometimes the consequences that we get from our actions are irreversible. We have to deal with it, right? So these people wanted a different king. When I think about this, I think what comes to my mind is the fact that 
oftentimes we pray to God about certain things and God would tell us, no, this is not what I want for you. But because we want it so bad, like we don't even think about it at all. And we just like, God, I want this. And God gives it to us. And then we find out that maybe this was not what I wanted. Like I had a friend that was telling me about a job one time that she had got. The job was paying so much money and everything, right? But she was stressed out. She was exhausted like every single day. But that was what she was praying for. So eventually she realized that that was what she prayed for. But that was not what she actually wanted. So sometimes we get things. Don't be deceived. Not everything we get is from God. Sometimes God gives us things just so we can know that that's not what we want. Isn't that funny? And I'm sure that we've all experienced it. Like I've experienced it. I pray for things I'm like, I want a relationship or like, I want this or I want to meet this person. And then I meet them and I'm like, oh, I think that was a wrong decision, you know? So oftentimes God will give us what we want. Not because that's what he wants for us, but to show us that that's not really what we want. We just have the lust of the eye or whatever. (laughs) But guys... We are not the first one to be in this predicament. The children of Israel went through that predicament as well. So we are to learn from their mistake and always remember to pull God as the king of our heart. And as we dive deeper into the book of Chronicles, we we see a lot of history. We know more about the descendants of Samuel, the descendants of David how King Solomon came into the picture, how he got his wisdom, how God instructed them on what to do to build the temple. And this is where we see how God was a consuming fire because when Solomon offered up a burnt offering unto God at one point, he rose up to God again. I'm not gonna say a Swiss morning Sabbath, but this time around, the glory of the Lord filled the temple there was fire (laughs) you would know more about all of this when i read so stay tuned and let's start reading chapter 9 finding jesus in first and second samuel he is our trusted prophet so samuel grew and the lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground and all of israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. 1 Samuel 3 verse 19 to 20. When we arrive at the books of 1st and 2nd Samuel, we find a turning point in Israel's history. As discussed in chapter 7, after the death of Joshua, Israel was ruled by a series of judges who governed with no centralized authority over the nation. God would repeatedly raise up these individuals to deliver Israel from our enemies. Judges 2 verse 16. Samuel was the last of these judges and pivoted the people away from the rule of judges to the reign of a series of kings. The first two of them, Saul and David, were anointed to kingship by Samuel himself. Samuel Peter identified Samuel as not just the last of the judges, but the first of the prophets. 
Acts 3 verse 24. In his day, Samuel stood out as the undisputed and established prophet of the Lord. 1 Samuel 3 verse 19 to 20. To this day, high on a hill on the northern outskirts of Jerusalem, there stands a tall tower that can be seen for miles around in all directions. This tower marks the grave of the prophet Samuel. His life began as a miracle child when God heard the prayers of his godly mother and opened a barren womb to give the world with the first and greatest of Israel's prophets. As would later be said of our Lord, Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and men. 1 Samuel 2 verse 26 When the Israelites ignored Samuel's warnings and insisted on an earthly king rejecting God as their king, God gave them what they wanted. Though in the centuries to come, the Israelites will find out that what they wanted was not what they needed. Samuel, led by God, anointed Saul as king of Israel. Later, after Saul began to turn away from God, the prophet anointed Israel's second king, David. A prophet is best defined as one who speaks to men for God. In contrast, a priest is one who speaks to God for men. Samuel was the mouthpiece of God. Thundering forth, thus saith the Lord to the people of Israel for decades. As a prophet, he fulfilled three major functions. He revealed God to the people. He was God's official spokesman. And he communicated to the people the valuable truths God desired for them to know and obey. Thus, the prophet stood before the people to reveal who God is, what God says, and why God speaks. Moses had earlier revealed that the Lord had spoken to him, saying, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Deuteronomy 18 verse 18 Leaving no doubt as to whom the Lord was speaking, Simon Peter, standing in Solomon's portico, said, to you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Act 3 verse 26 Like Samuel, we find Jesus walking through the pages of scriptures, fulfilling all three of the functions of a prophet. 1. He revealed who God is to the people. The night before his own crucifixion, Gathered in the upper room on Mount Zion with his followers, Jesus revealed the Father to all of us when he said, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. John 14 verse 7 Philip interjected, Lord, show us the Father. Jesus again revealed the Father in no uncertain terms by responding, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Verse 9. Number 2. He was God's official spokesman. 
so that there would be no doubt that he was the true prophet from God. Jesus declared, I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. Gen 2.49 And again in the upper room, he reaffirmed this truth saying, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. John 14 verse 10 Jesus, our trusted prophet, came to reveal God to us and to speak God the Father's own words to us. Number 3 He foretold and communicated the valuable truth God wanted us to know. Jesus foretold the future. He told his disciples of his own pending death and resurrection. Matthew 17 verse 22 to 23 and 20 verse 17 to 19. He told of Judas' betrayal and Peter's denial before they took place. John 13 verse 18 to 30 and 36 to 38. He predicted the coming of the Holy Spirit. John 16 verse 7 to 15 and he prophesied of his own second coming John 14 verse 3 the writer of Hebrews placed a bow on this wonderful truth by saying God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets as in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things. Verse 1, verse 1 to 2. Jesus, a trusted prophet, is the greatest of all the prophets because in him God came to be among us. The world became flesh and dwelt among us. John 1, verse 14. This brings me to the conclusion of chapter 9. Now we will move forward to chapter 10. I'm excited to see how in chapter 10 what we're going to be reading. So I'll start. Chapter 10 Finding Jesus in Kings and Chronicles, it is the fire coming down from heaven. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the bond offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all of the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercies endures forever. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 1-3 the book of Judges ends with these tragic words. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Judges 21 verse 25 The people began to demand of Samuel, the last of the judges, and now well advanced in years. A king to judges like all the nations for Samuel 8 verse 5 and thus begun with Saul, the rule of the kings of Israel. The people would later learn a life lesson. 
What we want is not always what we need. God's intention was to reign over his chosen people. When their demand for a king displeased Samuel, the Lord reminded him that they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Verse 7. The books of Kings and Chronicles begin with the reign of King David and conclude with the end of the time of the kings with the Babylonian captivity in 586 BC. Repeatedly throughout the Old Testament, we find Jesus appearing on the scene, manifesting himself as fire from heaven. God judged the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by raining down fire upon them. Genesis 19 verse 24 After 40 years, on the backside of the desert, Moses received his call to become the great emancipator of his people when the Lord spoke to him from the fire of a burning bush. And the angel of the Lord, the pre-incarnate Christ, appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Exodus 3 verse 2 Another of these more prominent appearances was in the wilderness wanderings when Christ came to lead his people each night as a pillar of fire. Moses declared, You Lord are among these people, that you Lord are seen face to face, and you go before them in a pillar of fire by night. Numbers 14 verse 14 Above all the other Old Testament scriptures, the books of Kings and Chronicles are laced throughout with these appearances of Jesus, walking through the chapters and manifesting as the fire coming down from heaven. We find Jesus in Elijah's confrontation with the first prophet of Baal on Mount Carmel in 1 Kings 18 when we read, You call on the name of your gods, now we call on the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire, He is God. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Verse 24, 38, and 39. At the end of the great prophet Elijah's life, as he was walking and talking with Elisha, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. 2 Kings 2 verse 11 Jesus showed up as fire once again when King David purchased the threshing floor on the summit of Mount Moriah, which would for centuries become the altar of sacrifice in the Jewish temple. Upon purchasing this prized possession, King David built an altar there and offered sacrifices, calling on the name of the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire on the altar of burnt offering. 1 Chronicles 21 verse 26. Decades later, when on that same exact spot, David's son, King Solomon, dedicated the magnificent Jewish temple. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices 
and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 1 You and I may not be living in the times of the kings of Israel, but each of us will have our own personal experience of finding Jesus as a burning fire. Paul warned of the coming time of judgment when each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. 1 Chronicles 3 verse 13 to 15 Christ is a refining fire who will one day burn away all the impurities of our lives, and by his loving kindness he will present us before his Father's throne, faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Jude verse 24 The entire Bible is about Jesus. Today we are not led by pillars of fire or spoken to through the fire of a burning bush. We have something those Old Testament saints didn't have. We have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead living in us to guide us through life and to reveal God's way to us by his spirit and through his word. Yes, we find Jesus all through Kings and Chronicles. Our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12 verse 29. In quote, Christ is a refining fire who will one day burn away all the impurities of our lives. This brings us to the end of this reading. Oh my goodness, guys. I have different things just running through my mind. Did you guys know that God is a consuming fire? Like we see that like a lot in the Bible. Like there is even a passage that says God is clothed in fire. Some people ask like what does God wear? Like all these things that like, God is clothed with fire because he is a consuming fire. And we see that all through scriptures he has shown himself to be someone that truly cares about us, he became a pillar of fire to lead the children of Israel. He did that for them, like he's done so many things. So I think now we might not see the pillar of fire, but God provided us with two things. We have the Holy Spirit and the Word to lead and guide us. Like the Holy Spirit is a person. That's like another message for another day, but the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. The Holy Spirit is there to show us the way when we are lost and confused. And I think that oftentimes we forget who he is. Or we are just like, don't remember or just don't address him as a person. But he, he's truly sent from God to us to show us the way. And he revealed God to the people. Like we can see God through Jesus. We can see the essence of God, which is love. God is so much in love with his people. And he saw Jesus display that on multiple occasions. He displayed compassion. When I even think about the story of Samuel, like Samuel was a miracle child. And the fact that when you think about it, how did Samuel even come to be? Like his parents were barren. They didn't have kids for a while. His mom was praying, God, give me a child, give me a child, right? And then 
because the children of Israel are people that are just like set in their own ways. They don't want to listen. They don't want to obey, right? They want to just do whatever they want to do. So God wasn't speaking for a while. But the thing with God is he never abandons us. Like he loves humanity so much with his heart that he always finds a way even if he has to raise somebody from scratch like he did that in the case of Moses he raised a little baby up until he found his purpose to lead the children of Israel the same thing with Samuel he raised him from birth he was like appointed from birth and I'm glad that Samuel did what he was supposed to do and he obeyed God he listens to God God is looking for generation of people of people that will surrender their desires of people that will say God I need you of people that will say God I don't care what I want but I will obey you oftentimes you say God is not speaking but have you ever thought about it that maybe God is not speaking because I'm not listening or maybe when he says something I don't obey it like imagine you borrowed somebody money right and you have to go to them every time to beg for your money not like you are begging but it almost seems like you are begging do you think you will loan the person money again maybe that's not a good analogy but the point of what i'm saying is this when we stop obeying god he stops speaking the highlight from these kings that i really want to bring is about david David was somebody that had faith in God. The Israelites at that time were like a minority. They were the people of God. (laughs) They were those people that you were like, "Mm." no, they were overlooked on and people just didn't have enough courage to defend what they stood for, right? So a point in time came, everybody knows the story of David and Goliath where Goliath was like, I'm the biggest, nobody can do anything to me, whatever, whatever, whatever. And David stood up against that. But for David to do something like that, he had a history with God. He had a personal testimony with God. He's had experiences, he's had different things. He just didn't come out of the blue and say, God is going to do this. Like, he had a relationship with God. So I think to achieve what David achieved, first of all, it's so important to have a relationship with God. And I really, at the foundation of my podcast, like that's really what I want my podcast to be about. Having a relationship with God so much that you are able to stand against any giant, anything that comes across your way, you know what to do. Even if sometimes it's difficult, sometimes like you might not see but when you think about the goodness of god you get clarity just knowing that god has been so faithful over the years and you've lacked nothing but um david had a relationship with god he had faith not only that david did a lot of bad things (laughs) david did a lot of bad things like he killed with somebody he slept with somebody's wife like he did a lot of things but irregardless of what he did, he always repented. Like he came back to repent and he felt really sorry, deeply sorry for what he did. But what I want us to focus on is this. His identity in the eyes of God did not change. The Bible still refers to David as a man after God's own heart. That is love. That is faithfulness. The faithfulness of God is unimaginative. Like God is so faithful that we would spend all of our lives and more trying to figure it out. Like we can't figure it out. The mercies of God, we can't understand it. Like it's crazy. 
sometimes God does things and we're just like, God, you are messing me up. Like, I want to cry. Like, I don't deserve this. Like, this should not be me. But God is so good and faithful that I don't regret my relationship. Like, I don't regret the day I chose to follow him because it's just been consistently faithful. (laughs) And like, as the Bible says in Hebrews, he is the same today, now and forever. So I want this to reach out to anybody that is struggling. Anybody that has lost their way from God and you are listening to me right now and you are like i'm just too far away from god you are not (laughs) like god is calling you home god wants you god desires you god sees you in a way that you've never seen yourself he believes in you there is hope for you and i just want to pray for you right now because the spirit of god i believe at this moment is present is always there Dear Father, to all my podcast listeners, because they have come to listen to this word, oh God, change something in their life, restore them, reawaken their faith, rebuild their faith, God, just grow them in you and let them be rooted in you and in your word. The desire for them to just want to have that relationship with you, give unto them, oh God, let your favor and grace be upon them. And let your eyes open to your goodness every single day that you give to them. That the fact that they are still alive and can hear what I'm saying, that is your grace, God. God, we bless you and we appreciate you for this opportunity to be alive. For this opportunity that we can even hear this podcast, that we have our ears, oh God. We thank you. We appreciate you, God. We bless your holy name. For you are good and your mercies and yes forever. Amen. Thank you guys once again for coming on here. I will see you on the next episode. I love you all. Bye.